Warning, this podcast contains adult content, including frank discussions of sex and lots and lots of swear words. Enjoy! No results for dicks were found. Oh, hey, Claire. Yes? Are you are you becoming a voiceover for a sexy sexy robot? Um, no, I am not. Uh, I searched our latest reading for the word dicks and found them not. <laughs> oh god. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Claire. And this is FMK Lit. Uh, where we usually read two romance novels. A straight one and a queer one. And then we play Fuck, Mary Kill with the characters. But today is a quickie. Today's a queer Today's a queer Um, Yeah, I thought we could do a little, a little something light and breezy this month, because goodness knows we need it look look y'all there's some heavy shit happening out there <laughs> i don't know if you're aware but um welcome to 2021 <laughs> i had really quick i had a lift driver the other day who was like wasn't everything supposed to be better in 2021 i was like well maybe we have to wait until march maybe i don't know Ooh. i don't know anyway but today I thought for Little Light Reading, we would read Escape from the Billings Mall, a Select Your Own Timeline Adventure by Chuck Tingle. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple things that surprised me. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Um, one, this is not a romance. No! <laughs> it's not it's... even one of his usual erotica's. <laughs> no, it's still about love, but it's not a romance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also... I found some of the some of the endings that I stumbled upon were pretty dark. So <laughs> Ooh, I didn't I didn't feel like yeah. I did venture on any dark endings. So I am looking forward to that. Great. Um, Great. Yeah, I think like just like we did with our last like choose your own um, like whatever's uh, adventure. Like, well, yeah, but we're, that is a copywritten phrase. Okay. So, choose your own romances. Choose your own romances. <laughs> choose your own whatever. Or choose your own whatever. Twenty twenty one moods. Choose your own choose whatevers. Choose your own whatevers. Um, indeed, I did feel like um, I wanted to not read all of them so that you and I could compare a little bit mm-hmm, what adventures mm-hmm. we went upon and what timelines okay. we scattered ourselves into. <laughs> I definitely read one and took notes on that one, and then. And we'll get into it. There's a very specific reason why I decided to read more. Mm. So we'll get into it. All right. Um, but All right. before we do, Claire, yes. what has got you hot and bothered? Um, well, Bridgerton! <laughs> it's the talk of the ton. Well, uh, yes. <laughs> um, and just as predicted, it was a Christmas present for Claire Rice. And uh, on and on Christmas Day, actually the day after Christmas Day, because like on Christmas Day was spent on you know watching things that my husband would also enjoy watching. Um, 
<laughs> you said we get Christmas. Boxing Day is mine. Get the fuck out. I get out of this room. Um, I watched all of them and just like drenched myself in uh, that. And I have to say, um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed <laughs> the hell out of it. I had a really great time. It is flawed. Um, <laughs> the 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 work of fiction it is based upon is flawed. The premise of putting it up was fr- flawed. The, it was all flawed. I still enjoyed the fucking hell out of it. Hot people had sex with each other, and there was like an episode and a half where was, there was almost nothing else on screen except softcore <laughs> pornography by two hot people who looked like they were having a good consensual time, except for then when they stopped having a consensual time because a non-consensual thing happened. Um... And, uh, yeah, it was a good time to be had all around. Uh, I look forward to, uh, the next season because I, uh, having read the other books, I am going to enjoy the other ones more because, uh, uh, this was not my favorite book in the series. Um, there was another favorite book and also, um, I did not like some of their narrative choices and... I'm a little upset by that, but hopefully the next books will be better. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's always the risk of something that you enjoy being adapted. Yeah. But also it's definitely one of those things where it's like, um, there's a reason as much as I love romance, as much as we've enjoyed romance, there's a really good reason why it actually doesn't see the light of day and adaptation all that much. Because it is flawed, mm-hmm. <laughs> more often than not. And it is very difficult to put those kinds of flaws on screen because, like, uh, screenwriters and adaptations just highlight flaws. They rarely correct them. <laughs> <laughs> because they're inherent. So then you're watching something that's your, like, fave, and you realize it's your problematic fave, and you didn't realize it was a problematic fave until everybody else is like, ooh, problematic, and you're like, oh no! Oh no! Well, I'm glad yeah. you enjoyed it. Yeah, so it's got me hot. I'm not bothered at all. Neil? Great, great, great. What's got you hot and bothered? <sighs> okay. Believe it or not, this is another story from the apps. Ooh! I feel like I don't know. I feel like I should start like a, a blog or something like Neil's Chronicles of the Apps. <laughs> so I was um, on a walk on my way to meet a friend for a walk when I got a, a notification from one of the apps. And this um, this attractive gentleman messaged me and was like, so with the, you know, like, hey, how's it going? Oh, I'm, a, you know, I'm fine. How are you? Blah, blah, blah. And then he said, Hey, so my friend is over here fucking me. Do you want to join us? And I said, are you not concerned about COVID? And he said, yeah, but what am I going to do? Stop getting fucked? (laughs) To which my response was, yes. Yes, that's exactly what you're supposed to do. (laughs) And he was like, okay. And I was like, not helping to stop the spread of a pandemic is more important than getting laid. And he said, point taken, have a good night. And I know I didn't change his mind. I know he's not going to change his behavior at all. 
That's like what am I supposed to do? Stop getting fucked? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Unless you are in a quarantine bubble with someone. Don't have sex with them. What is happening? And it's especially egregious to me for gay men to not care about a widespread health issue. It's like, really? Really? It hasn't been that long. No, not but at all. But you're still... In fact, I even saw... Because um, people are still on the apps. And in my experience, it's mostly just been, like, to chat or maybe set up, like, social distance walk dates or even just to, like, flirt and send dirty pictures, whatever. But I saw on this one guy's profile, he's like, y'all still having sex with those pe- who were exactly those gays during the AIDS epidemic, which is like, oh, whatever, it's not a big deal. I kept having sex. And I was like, because it's probably true. Ooh. Because apparently, regardless of recent history, you can still be a selfish asshole. Yes. So that was fun. That was fun. And actually, that's the second time I've gotten that exact same message in like two weeks. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Another guy was like, hey, my friend is fucking me. Want to come over and fuck me, too? And I was like, are you not concerned about COVID? It's like, well, unfortunately, we both had it. And I was like, so are you not concerned about getting it again? Why are you inviting random people over? And then he blocked me. And I was like, okay, well, if you can't live up to scrutiny for your choices, maybe you should be making different choices, Brenda. <laughs> It's so frustrating, and it's so frustrating for pe- for me, especially when people are just like, "Oh my god!" Like, I, how I how can you expect me to not have sex with people? I've been doing it. Oh my god! How can you expect me to not go see my family? I haven't seen my family. Like, we're all doing it for a reason. <sighs> Don't act like you're the only person who's been asked to give up sex in the last year. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Like, I don't have time for it. Uh, so that's me. Uh, and it's just like, this This would be much less worse if y'all just stayed home for a month and a half. Yes. Yes. Because like, uh, you're just making it worse for like, the people who work at my local grocery store who still have to go to work so that people can continue to eat. Like, you're putting them at risk unnecessarily. Which, of course, in turn puts everyone else at risk. But, like, they're just trying to do their job so that I can get food. And you're out here being like, I'm just still going to have sex. It's not a big deal. (laughs) I'm worried about my health and other people's health, but not enough, apparently. uh... (laughs) Let's talk about a mall. Oh, my God. Let's talk about a mall. Oh, oh wait. Before we do, just real quick. Yeah. Just really quick. This was also... Uh, this is actually my bothered. I have a, I had a hot, now I have a bothered. Your turn is over, Claire. No, I know I'm the worst. I know I'm the worst. But this is, <laughs> this is very important. Um, I just saw a trailer for a new Anne Hathaway movie called... Um, I think it's called Lockdown. Uh-huh. And it is obviously a COVID movie. It takes place in London. And uh-huh. she and her boyfriend, who are in the midst of breaking up, are um, in lockdown together. So now they can't, like, they have to stay together. And the trailer, which is three minutes long, 
The first mm-hmm. minute and a half feels like an independent movie that is, you know, that is doing COVID. That is like, oh, here's what it's like to have a relationship during COVID. It's like the squid and the whale, except it's Anne Hathaway in London. And then the other half of the movie is plot twist, a diamond heist. <laughs> okay, okay. Two things. Uh-huh. One, now I want to see it. I'm... <laughs> Two, I really appreciate that you're making a movie about how hard it is to, like, live through COVID while we're still living through COVID and putting people at risk by making them be together. What the fuck is going on? But Neil, also diamondized. I know. I can wait two years to see Anne Hathaway and her boyfriend stuck in an apartment trying to do a diamond heist. I don't need to see it right now. I need everyone to stay home so that we don't have to keep doing this. Same. Absolute same. Absolute <sighs> same. I actually, this, it looked like junk. Like, the trailer looked like junk. It's full of <laughs> actors who are great. I'm sure the writers were good. I don't fucking care. It looked like goddamn junk. And I was like, great. ugh. But it's amazing. I, re- I recommend everybody go watch that trailer on YouTube because you're just going to suddenly be like, wait a minute. Like, all the way through that first half, you're going to be like, where's the diamond part come in? This, where's the diamond part? And, like, you're going to be shocked. Even though we just talked about it, you're going to be fucking shocked. Amazing. Sorry, I had to bring that up. I had to bring Thank that you. up. No, I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. Let, let the record show that that was worth it. <laughs> oh. Okay. Now, let's yeah. talk about them all. Oh, let's talk about a mall. Escape from the Billings Mall, a select-your-own-timeline adventure by Chuck Tingle. It's your son's birthday, and you still haven't gotten him a gift. Luckily, the Billings Mall is open just a few minutes longer, and if you hurry, you can find him something great. Tonight isn't like other nights at the Billings Mall, however. After a reported timeline tear out by the lake, people are on edge, wondering if this interdimensional event is as harmless as the police would have you believe. Is this a minor rift in reality, or has a pathway been opened to the depths of the endless endless cosmic void? In this science fiction and horror tale of the Tingleverse, you decide which path to take, which multiple endings to discover, with multiple endings to discover and several consequences to face, the reader is the star of the show as you attempt to escape the, from the Billings Mall. Will you befriend a beautiful velociraptor with a meta-awareness that you're both just fictional characters in books? Will you meet a terrifying reverse twin and suddenly find yourself parting with your own skin? Is the food court your best method of escape, or should you head even deeper into the mall to see what lurks in the manager's office? The decision is yours! Warning. This is a horror science fiction novel where you make the choices. It is not meant to be read front to back. (laughs) So that's what the book says it's about. Claire. Uh Yes. Is that an accurate summation? Yeah, absolutely. That is 100% a very accurate summation of the book. Tell me about all of the choices that you made. Okay. So... First off, I am on my way. I'm so excited to talk about this. (laughs) Okay. So first off, I am on my way uh, in the car towards the mall to get my son a present for his birthday. Uh, I, my son is growing up. He's, um, he's on his own now, practically. Like he's, he's a teenager or something like I'm, but I'm doing it. But also like, 
Uh, buying presents is hard now, so I'm doing it last minute. <laughs> and then my very first choice is uh, what late what what station on the radio do I want to listen to? Do I want to mm -hmm. listen to just the snow channel? Do I want to listen to the news channel or do I want to listen to the music channel? Of course, I pick the news because I am uh, Claire Rice inherently, and inherently Claire Rice picks NPR. Um, and so great, great, great. Uh, the news tells me there's a there's a void opening up somewhere near the lake, but they've got it under control. No problem. Head to the mall. Uh, at which point I feel like I made some pretty logical decisions. Like I talked mm. to the very good looking unicorn who's also kind of a prick. Um, and then I go look at the directions. I do not stop for a snack. Who's the security guard? It's important to note. Uh, oh, the unicorn the is the mall security guard. Yes, the unicorn is the mall security guard. <laughs> Christine was like, attractive unicorn, you say. <laughs> he's, he's, he's working. Right, he's busy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he gives you the sort of like, hey, you only have a few minutes. Right, so he's like, get in and get out. And so that was why I did not stop for a snack. I was like, I got to get my ass <laughs> in gear. Um, and then, like, out of the choices, I was like, well, we're going to pick books for buds because I'm reading a book. I obviously already like books. Um, <laughs> while I was there, I picked a book that just happened to be meta, and I was told not to read it because then you could get sucked into the void. And I was like, well, I want to avoid that. <laughs> so I uh, didn't read it. Went back out, and uh, through the food court, I could see that there was fucking void crabs that were outside between myself and the car. And they were spewing <laughs> evil black sludge void. And, <laughs> like, they were out to kill me. And so okay. I had two options. And one was uh, just fucking break the glass or uh, go to, through the food court. So I went to the food court to the, um, to the sentient uh, milkshake guy. And the sentient... The chocolate milk man? Right, who was a carton of chocolate milk? Yes. Sentient chocolate milk man and I had a lovely conversation, um, at which point he sort of ushered me out, more or less through the back, and then I was killed by um, by the unicorn mall security guard, uh, who had turned into a void monster himself, and that was the end of my life. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Uh, in my first round of choices, I did not, in fact, escape the Billings Mall. Oh! <laughs> and was exceedingly depressed to also not have been fucked by anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I sincerely thought that was going to happen, and there were so many possibilities. Like, there was a Triceratops, there was, a, and she was delightful, there was mm -hmm. the, the sentient chocolate milk man, and mm -hmm. that guy was not fucking me. Um, there was the unicorn bro, and I thought, for sure, this guy's gonna fuck me. And then I thought, yeah. oh, like... Knowing Chuck Tingle, I'm not going to fuck anything that's a void monster because they're all like, avoid fucking the void. And right, right, right. I tried, oh, but then no. the void killed me. Did you, did you so, read any other, did you yeah. make any different choices? Oh, I did. I did. Okay, I did. Okay, but okay. Like, uh, we'll go through those later. I think you should say your first okay. choice. Like, because then the second read of any time I choose, I do a choose your own adventure. It's usually like, okay, now I want to try for something. Yeah. Okay. So, um... Something also is at the beginning of this of the book. It's like it explains, you know, like oh, you make choices, blah blah blah. There's also you. There's like inventory management, 
where there are times it's like, oh, you found an item. And so, like, keep track of it. Because later, it's like, okay, you're here. If you have the key, do this. If you have the code, do this, et cetera, et cetera. So that was exciting. Um, so I was driving on my way to the Billings Mall to get a last-minute gift for my son. And... Um, this tells you how long it's been since I listened to the radio. When I read Snow Channel, I thought that meant like a weather channel, like Snow Watch. And I was like, oh, I bet if we don't listen to this, there's going to be some sort of weather issue and blah, blah, blah. So I listened to it and it was just like crackly snow. And then a voice comes in and it's like, oh, hey, how's it going? Wouldn't it be great if you just like took off your hands? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I, as the character, was like, um, no, I'm good. I got to drive this car. And then, the, and then the voice on the Snow Channel, who has a name, I forget. All the, all the names to this book are super bizarre, by oh, the way. They're, they're not so crazy. I love yeah. it. So then the voice was like, oh, yeah, I guess if you take your hands off, you wouldn't be able to flip through this book next time. And then I, as a character, was like, yeah, next time. <laughs> So I get to the mall, I interact with the beefy unicorn, I also skipped the food court, and I also went to Books for Buds <laughs> and met the very nice Velociraptor. And yeah, she's like, here's this book, but uh, that was called Escape the Billings Mall. And she's like, don't read it because you'll start a time loop. And like, I don't know, you might need it sometime. It might be better, it might be worse, but like, just in case, d like, don't do it lightly, right? I was like, okay, sure. So then I'm about to go to the car and there are void crabs everywhere. And I also decide to go to the food court and to check in with the chocolate milkman. Look at us! <laughs> I know! <laughs> and then when you talk to the chocolate milkman, who apparently uh, you're a regular of the chocolate milkman, mm -hmm. and um, who is a sentient carton of chocolate milk, and he's like, he, he decides to take a stand. He's like, no, I will not leave. I've put my blood, sweat, and milk into this stand so i will not leave but here's a set of keys you can exit through the concourse and get out i'm like okay great so then i'm running down the 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 concourse and there's void coming after me oh oh um the guard came at one point too oh after i left the food court you have to pick one of the stores to go through because the food court doesn't connect to the or that that part of the the yeah. food court doesn't connect to the concourse. So I went back to the bookstore that actually hadn't been shuttered. And the very nice Velociraptor was like, oh, yeah, I've read the book. I knew you'd be coming back here. So I left it open for you. Oh. And I was like, ah, this Chuck Tingle meta shit. I fucking love it. <laughs> so then I go back through the concourse. And I'm in this long hallway. And I picture it perfectly because I worked at a mall before. It's like that nondescript, but actually somehow like dirty hallway. Yep. And then you you get to a, a dead end and there's like void gunk following you. And you get to a dead end with two doors. One requires a passcode and one requires a set of keys. And I had the keys. So I get in and it's the security guard's office. And um, you see there's a half-eaten hamburger with like black tentacles coming out of it. Ooh. So it's like, oh, that's why he got all voidy and gross. And then there's the radio and it and it lets you listen to the radio. So then I picked the news station because I wanted to hear what was going on. And there's this like 
really pretty music playing, and then the news guy was like, hey, we're playing the music so that void creatures can't hear it because of how great the music is. So, everyone, if you're trapped outside, um, this is, you know, like, the, the, the timeline tear actually tapped into the void, and the Montana Bureau of the Anti-Void Patrol or whatever, mm-hmm. they're going around, they're rescuing people, if you need rescuing, wave a red or blue flag. If you if you wave any other color flag, they're going to assume you're a void monster pretending to not be a void monster. And they can't hear this because of how pretty the music is. And then in the security guard's office is a red jersey from his favorite sports team. So I'm like, great. So you grab that. And then you can climb through a vent to get to the roof. And then there's a helicopter with wizards. And the wizards are shooting at the void animals. And the void crabs now have wings. And they're flying up to the roof. And there's, like, a tarp and something else. So it's like, oh, do you pick the blue thing or the green thing? Or do you have that red jersey? And so I waved the jersey and I got rescued. And then I was at my son's birthday party. And it starts with you, like regaling his guests of um like what happened everyone's like oh my god that's so exciting oh my god you're you're amazing and it's like well we're not here for me we're not here for me we're here for my son it's his birthday blah 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 and then you and it's like oh if you if you have any of these particular gifts and i still have the book and so i i give him the book and this is this was my favorite line in the whole book so you give it to your son, and it's called Escape from the Billings Mall. And he says, is it about what happened yesterday? He questions a little confused. That's Chuck Tingle-level turnaround time. <laughs> nice. Which was so beautiful. And then and then the son goes upstairs to read it, and you're like, hey, I, yeah, he likes the gift. I did good. I did good. And then the son comes back downstairs and was like, oh, I, I read the book. You were amazing. And hey, this is one of the better endings, but there is an ending where you like banish the void. So if you want to try it, here's the book. And I'm a completionist when it comes to video games. So it's like, I'm sorry, there's a better ending? So I read the book. <laughs> I read the book and it sets you back at the beginning. Uh-huh. And so then I like went through and I picked a bunch of different things until I realized like, oh, this needs to happen to get, so I was able to figure it out. And I can talk through that now, or we can go back to some of the ones that you've read. Oh, because I never did Banish the Void, and I never got to that. So, I mean, so one of the other choices that I make, like, um, I I did end up getting a snack before I go shopping, and Mm -hmm. I just got a whole bunch of spaghetti. Um, From the Bigfoot? (laughs) From the Bigfoot, who was also an old friend of mine. Um, she just, it's a restaurant that's just spaghetti, and she's a Bigfoot, and she seems great. Oh, she seems super nice. And apparently the del- the spaghetti's delicious. <laughs> but she's also like, you gotta hurry this up. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, and then I went to the video game place, and I got my son a video game. Um, but then, uh, so this time when I tried to escape... Um, I don't remember all of the sequence of choices, but this time when I tried to escape, um, I ended up like going through something where all the items I had were gone. Like, yeah, like, so I lost all of my items, but I did make it up to the roof. 
And then it was like, okay, which flag are you going to wave? And it was like, then you had a choice between like the blue tarp, the green tarp, or if you happen to have a red flag. And I was like, well, shit, um, there's obviously a right choice here. Um, I don't have a red flag. So I did pick the blue tarp. And you survived. And I survived. But that means you were at the party with no gift. Right. So what happened? So um, I was worried about that. And there was there was the choices like, you know, like you don't have a gift or like here's the other gifts you maybe have. Um, and I said, I'm sorry, I, I don't have a gift. Like it, unfortunately, I dropped everything in my escape. I feel so awful. And, this, and my son is like, no, but you're here and I love you. And that's the most important thing. And and so then yeah, so it was just like and then your son like hugs you and is like, what else would I need right now except for this? <laughs> and it's just like, oh, <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. And so that was really lovely. Um, and then I think, um, and then I did one other one where it was like a lot of some of the same choices because I was like, okay, I, I got like. Uh, I went to the sports place to get the baseball bat, but then I ended up making a choice where I lost the baseball bat anyway. And then like, um, and in that ending, I also got out and got back to my son's birthday party, but I still didn't have a gift. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that was, I mean, those were like, those were the main choices. And I think like there was, I think, I feel like it went through really fast one more time. And mm-hmm. I wasn't paying as much attention that time because now I'd gone through it so many times. Yeah. And um, that time I died by Void Monster again. So. Oh. Yeah. So, um, listeners, if you plan on reading this book, which I do recommend, and you don't want spoilers, don't listen to the next, like, two minutes, I suppose, because I'm about to tell you how to get the best ending. Yeah, hit and that, did... like, fast forward. Hit that, like, that, that 15 bit. Yeah. Okay. So the thing that drives me crazy is that I, my first playthrough, I was so close. If I had made one choice different, then I would have gotten the, the Banish the Void ending. Ah. Right. So as long as you end up after the after the void animals are coming and you end or the void crabs and you talk to the chocolate milkman and get the key into the security guard's office and if you turn the radio to the love song and you you notice that it sort of like disintegrates the tentacles in the hamburger so then you realize that you take the radio and go through the vent into the manager's office and blast the song over the mall's PA system. Oh. And it drives all the animals away or all the void crabs away. Oh. Yeah. So I was, if I had picked that instead of the news, and then you don't have to worry about being rescued because everything's being like, I think the anti-void bureau or whatever it's called ends up coming in and rescuing you regardless. You don't have to worry about the the red, green, blue choice. But yeah, if I had just made one choice different, it was very upsetting. Um, but yeah, so that's that's how that works. <laughs> so of course it's love that conquers the void, it's, as always. It's always love that conquers the void in Chuck Tingle. That's always the answer. Yeah. Okay. So some things that I loved about this book. 
if you actually go to the food court first and then try to go buy something, some of the stores are already closed. Yep. So then that limits your choices. And then um, the the AI and the... If you, after the monsters attack, if you go back to the video game store, then the AI is like, oh, I can predict within 99% degree of accuracy what is happening across all the timelines. So I knew that you would need the store to still be open. And I know that you're going to need the passcode into this other office. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. So it's like, great, great, great. And then another thing that I really appreciated is when, if you make it into a store, um, while the s- former unicorn security guard is chasing you and he gets stopped by the grate and he looks at you and he has this moment where he's trying to like suck out your soul with his void stuff. And then you're like, no. And you think of other things. You think of three ever th- other things. And wherever you end up, that list of things is different. And it's all really re- like, like a t- uh, triceratops riding her first tricycle, two big feet in love, just like, random shit and it's different every single time i'm like the thought and care put into this is astronomical but then of course it is a chuck tingle book so there are typos yes there was one point i forget where it was but it it used i instead of you the character and it's like oh i see i see anyway that's i really enjoyed this book actually well and it was funny like because when i did the search i did the search for dicks and Mm -hmm. actually like and i think like my kindle is just messing up because there is one point where it does say dicks and it's like um and it's like one of the favorite things is so-and-so's hair is full of dicks or something and it's like (laughs) or hair is dicks and it was just like cracked my shit up and I was kind of hoping to read it but like my search thing didn't work and I don't oh, know why I, don't see it. I know it didn't pull up any dicks for me <laughs> well that's been my last year so but and, and congratulations I'm sorry Neil like uh <laughs> like we congratulations <laughs> thanks, thanks thanks um but no I also really I I did enjoy it I had a good time I thought it was mm-hmm. uh genuinely a good uh choose your own timeline um, it was. It and was. I thought uh, it was. It was an awful lot of fun. Like, I, again, I went into it with the expectations that sooner or later you could choose somebody to have sex with. Um, and so mm-hmm. that was a little disappointing. I'm not gonna lie. But what I do appreciate is that over the past two years, I think that we've been doing this. The Chuck Tingle brand has been um, opening itself up more to like all the love that exists and the, like, Mm -hmm. and like, this is very much about familial love, but also love of people, love of life, love of the things about you. And also just like, kind of like you said, those random things, like just that moment where you think in your mind, like the three things that make you happy in that moment, just, and then it gets me back to like, kind of, kind of what my therapist is telling me to think about all the time is those gratitude moments. Like, what do you have gratitude for? Even though this is hard, even though you're going through something right now that is awful, that feels terrible and is weighing you down, what are three things you genuinely have gratitude for? And like, and then like just push through with that. And so that's what it reminded me of. And, and I really, and then I, and then I remembered, like, that is part of a greater love story. That a greater love story is about getting you through these awful times 
with love and with grace and with like excitement and love for the things that you really do truly want around you and that's how you escape the void and so yeah um it was it was kind of one of my favorite parts of wednesday to read this and oh yeah i can imagine i found a sample list you picture cute big feet playing tennis on a sunny day you picture a handsome tree waving to you in the front yard you picture the wonderful taste of the upcoming cake at your son's birthday yeah so lovely. Another thing that I really appreciate that's also very um, tingle-esque is in one of the endings, if you have the book, the son reads it and was like, oh, that was really great. Um, I think you should write one, Dad. You'd be good at it. And so then the main character sits down to like write his own Choose Your Own Adventure, which I also think is very Chuck Tingle to just like encourage people. Like, if you had fun with this, Go do it yourself. It's amazing. It's wonderful. And you're a fabulous person. Yeah. So yeah. it was it was really sweet. <laughs> I mean, look, Chuck Tingle was put on this planet to remind us that love is important. It's also silly and crazy and funny. <laughs> and also it's it's good. That love is mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. And honestly, yeah. Fuck it. Just so so much of his proceeds goes goes to like like foundations and wonderful things like the Trevor Project. Yeah, just go buy all of these. Everybody just mm-hmm. just go buy they're them. They're not all. expensive. No. <laughs> and there there are at least two more choose your own timelines. tingle timelines. So tingle we'll probably timelines. be covering those at some point. If if the year gets bad enough, we might come back. Ooh, indeed. Indeed. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the other ones are Trouble in Tanglewood and Highway to Heck. <laughs> love it. I love everything about it. <laughs> I it, like it's it boggles my mind every time we read Chuck Tingle compared to the very second episode with dinosaurs. Where I'm like, oh, this is dumb and stupid. It'll be fun <laughs> to talk about. And and that one was pretty bad but everything we have read since i'm just like oh my god chuck tingle is a force for good in this world who needs to be (laughs) cherished and supported in no small part because chuck tingle also cherishes and supports all of us (laughs) well Um, all of us who embrace love and not the void the endless cosmic void Yes, um, one of uh, a book that came out, I'm not sure when, but is important for everybody to take it, the title of Not Pounded by the Conspiracy Theory I Just Shared Online Because It's Not Real. <laughs> <laughs> so good, so good, so good. Oh my God, I love it. Uh, I just, and like, it must sting to to like... To be lambasted by Chuck Tingle of all people, oh. because there's so little subtlety about it that you can't try and you can't try and like wave it off. Like, oh, it's about something else. This isn't actually about me. No, it's definitely about you. And the the person or people that are making fun of you are using sentient cartons of chocolate milk to do it because that is the world in which you live. <sighs> so good. Uh, anything else, Claire? Or are we? Um, well, just very quick. I think I needed to tell everybody that there is a change to the schedule um, in the books that we are reading. 
Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes. Last time I announced that one of the books that we would be reading is The Hate Project, The Love Study Book 2 by Chris Ripper. And um, honestly, I'm still going to make us read it. Like, at some point, we will have to read it, but um, that has been switched out for Conventionally Yours, True Colors Book 1 by Annabeth Albert. Um, the Hate Project is not yet available. <laughs> <laughs> Claire's favorite trick to do is to pick books that are actually on pre-order. <laughs> And are months from being released. And, <laughs> and in fact, this book will not be available till April 27th, 2021. And okay. um, I don't know why they advertised it so far in advance. Like, why tell me in December about this fucking book? Like, uh, it's, it's a $5 book. You do not need to advertise that many months in advance. Um, fuck you, Harlequin Digital Sales Corp. <laughs> but also good for you for publishing a queer book. <laughs> yes, uh, also good for you for publishing a queer book, and congratulations, Chris Ripper, on having such an amazing series that you can, in fact, like do pre-orders this far in advance, and everybody should buy it. Please support Chris Ripper so that uh, this person can continue writing queer books. Hooray for them. I'm just but feeling... But give me the book right now. I'm feeling bitter. <laughs> I'm going to give you my money. <laughs> if I'm giving you my money right now, you should give me the book right now. Yes! You don't have to print it. It's now times. <laughs> Ugh. We're going to read it any day, any anyway in the future. But just FYI, everybody, the book is right. now conventionally yours. True Colors, book one. And I feel dumb. So there we go. <laughs> so there we go. Okay, then I guess uh, if there's nothing else to say, thank you, Claire. Thank you, Neil. Thank you, Christine. Thank you so much, Christine. She waves thanks. Uh, thank you, Chuck Tingle. Oh, thank you so much, Chuck Tingle. Like, I I just... Chuck Tingle has become such a, like, bright spot of happiness in my life, strangely. That just, like, the last few things that we've read, even with, like, typos and, like, a, in a complete lack of subtlety, there are just moments that just make me feel fuzzy that not a lot does these days. So I'm just like, Chuck Tingle, you wonderful bastard. Yes. And I think one thing that I would request of all of our listeners um, is something that was said to me very recently that I think is important. If you can do so safely and if there's somebody around you that you can do this with consensually, go up and just hug them. Just give them a big hug and... You know, take those moments of gratitude, the Chuck Tingle gratitudes. Think about the handsome trees waving at you from across the street. Think about two big feet in love playing tennis. <laughs> Think about the taste of birthday cake. Uh, these are a few of my favorite things. But yeah, but I think that's it. Yeah. So I guess all we have left to say is... If you can do so consensually and you can do so safely in these particular times. Without spreading a pandemic. Without. Keep.